You are listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Melbourne to Baltimore, from London to Piraeus. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you'll never lose the latest updates and stories of the team you love. This is our team, our city, and our land. You're listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast. Good afternoon, folks. Welcome to episode 127 of Gate 7 International, your official English source for all things Olympiakos FC and Greek football. We are all here today. My name is Peter Thompson. We've got Gosalevo Yanis. We've got Adi Bulubasis, and we've got Labros Sirmos. Good to see all of your faces. We just finished watching the game, Olympiakos, getting the three points in Yanina for the first time in a while. We struggled with them last season. They're an informed team. Wasn't the prettiest result, but we get it, and we get the three points on to Frankfurt at the midweek. How are we doing, lads? Happy we won. Agreed. Well, nothing. Wins a win. Yeah, after the international break. Yeah. No more, no more Greece, no more JVS for a while. Back watching our favorite team in red and white play. It, uh, for me, it was up and down, guys. We had a few moments where we looked all right. Agibu Kamara scored a beautiful goal. Uh, Very nice finish from him. Good to see. Uh, the, the second half and a lot of the end of the first half was, was a bit underwhelming. I would say though, uh, we have the penalty Oleg puts his hand in the wrong place and it's, uh, it's a penalty. And, and of course they score very well taken from, uh, the Yanina player. And luckily I really thought it was just going to go to one, one, and we would, we would be here talking about yet another draw in Yanina, but, uh, Yusef Arabi comes off the bench and saves us as he's done before. Uh, very happy to see him get off the mark with a goal. What do we think, folks? Like, yeah, I, I feel like it's a bit of a mixed reaction. We we get the win, but the rest of it maybe not great. What do we think, guys? Oh, I, I guess I'll start first. Yeah, there were some difficulties, some things that didn't love at the start of this game. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed the personnel selection. I thought, I don't know that. I think that's the same lineup we're going to see in Frankfurt, but maybe they play a bit different. Maybe they, <clears throat> they go back to how they were playing against uh, Fenerbahce, where it was more of a four-one-four-one. I think today was more four-four-two. Masuras was playing second striker at times. Agi Bukamara started there, moved over. But anyway, I thought the personnel choices were good. Um, was disappointed in a lot of the players tonight. I thought actually Cisse was very good. Socrates was very good. We should say that. Vachlik didn't do much tonight. Um, I thought I thought the the fullbacks were quite mediocre tonight, personally. Um, but yeah, I, I guess we can start there. Uh, Kenny Lala again, very poor. I, I don't know. 
Well, before we jump into more of the analysis, we do have some housekeeping items really quickly. Uh, Olympiacos DC drew yesterday with Dream FC 2-2. They're in a three-way tie for first place. So for those of you that have been following, Olympiacos DC is crushing it in UPSL. Again, for those that weren't uh, around when we first started covering them, UPSL is uh, the United States' fourth division uh, for football. So they are doing very well. Uh, two week, two game weeks left before the playoffs start. We're hoping to see them back in there and doing well again. And we also wanted to quickly thank our sponsor, Praise International. Uh, Praise International is your one-stop shop for all of your international transshipping needs, whether you're shipping olive oil packages, cars, or relocating completely. Praise is here to help. Give our friends a call at 410-675-4696 or email them at sales at Piraeus intl.com and if any of you are located in the dmv area or pennsylvania what have you you should come out to the games they are so much fun uh i've been out there a couple times now we've actually had quite a crowd uh and the more we get the rowdier we get so i hope i can see more of you out there especially for playoff time bring flares no i'm just kidding don't bring flares yeah no, don't, um, there's props there. <laughs> lambro i i what is what is it with Kenny Lala? Like I, just, I, I don't he, know. He's why is so... why is Kenny Lala though? Like I didn't. I I don't know. I thought I did think Sokratis played well. Erith Rolevki Mastora agrees. Lala was good. I mean, good is a strong word. I don't think anyone really played super great, but like there are a lot of players to call out and not. I'm not. I think he was average. I will. I will okay, can we talk about Lala another player average. then? Henry Onyekuru. Yeah, we can oh. talk about Henry. At least he dyed his hair the right color. Third time's the charm, right, guys? <laughs> but yeah. I honestly think, I don't know if you guys know, Pedro Martins had a haircut. I wonder if he went to Henry's guy for that haircut. <laughs> Pedro was looking, he had, the, he had the fresh trim. He had the fresh trim out of international break as well. Hell yeah. Uh, but I, I thought <laughs> I thought Henry was, was quite poor as well tonight, guys, to be honest. I didn't. Five million I, euros, baby. Well, no, I mean. But thing is, who, I don't know when I watch good. Henry play. No one Go was ahead. good. He was good. Yeah, well, that's and that's that's why I kind of like. Yeah, B was fantastic. Like we can usual. we can talk about players being ass, but like Costa's <laughs> right. Like no, everyone was just kind of meh. I think. And like one thing I will say, Labro, you talked about like this is the team we're going to see in Frankfurt. Ed Arabi needs to start up top against Frankfurt. It has to be said. No, no, four four two. He needs to start up top for me. Would you start him? Ed Arabi bagging the goals. Tequino though. I don't know. His speed against Frankfurt could be valuable. But anyway. Tequino, look, Tequino was really busting a move. He was scoring. He was getting a lot of opportunities. In this game, I thought he was a bit off. And El Arabi came in and did a job. So you have two choices, right? You can continue to stick it out with Tequino, who I think will will still be fine. One tough game, which we knew was going to be a tough game, a grinded out game. Or you start with El Arabi, who looked great today. And it, it, I, I think you could do either one. I don't think there is a, a right answer there. If you think El Arabi did well today and you want to roll with the hot hand, I think that's a perfectly reasonable choice. But there's nothing wrong also with still going with Tiquinho again. El Arabi doesn't, isn't going to last 90 minutes. So I'm okay with him being a super sub in that respect, at least. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, in that sense, like maybe it is just a personal choice, as as they're saying about other things these days. But um, El Arabi Tiquinho, 
Yeah, I think Tiquinho at some kind of just didn't get a lot of service in general today. Um, El Arabi uh, was really active in getting to the ball, maybe partially because of uh, the instruction he was getting or the the lineup we were playing. But I don't know. I kind of want to see him back in the team. Like this is this is the same guy who scored so many goals the last two seasons for us. I know he's a year older, but still the same player. Um, we're getting a but, couple comments as well on. about. Oh yeah, I something real quick. I hate how deep he drops in this two striker formation. I don't know. He did it a bit with Hassan when we played like this, but I feel like it's so much it's kind deeper. of a waste. And it's like, why isn't Valbuena filling those roles and filling those holes? Like, where was he tonight when he? Well, came hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Elarab <coughs> drops deep for a reason. Okay, yeah, I don't why doesn't know. Valbuena drop there? Why? Why is Valbuena not there, Adi? Well, who did Who did Valbuena come in for? Agibu, wasn't it? Or Mustard? No, it was Agibu. It was well, Agibu. he and Gary both came and in at the same time. Didn't that's they? true. They both did come in at the same time. But he was he was playing technically on the wing. So we even though we know Valbuena floats around, he technically was playing the wing. So if there he hasn't is played a person, on the wing in like three years, man. Like he... <laughs> Okay, I, I, I get it. No, I know what you're saying. But if you want somebody to be dropping in deep, you do want it to be El Arabi, you would want it to be that second striker when you change to a 4-4-2 because otherwise the shape gets messed up. Now, yes, we know Valbuena runs all over the place anyway and kind of messes up our wit in that respect. But it's okay. El Arabi drops back. He's the type of striker where he wants the ball at his feet. He's not scared to get the ball at his feet. And if the if the ball's not making its way forward, he comes to get it and distribute. Is it frustrating sometimes? Yes, but it's also, as the game is going, he's doing it to help with buildup. And we can't say we can't say that we didn't have issues with some buildup today. Look, it was a tight game. It was a very tight game. We knew it was going to be a tight game. Basianina may not be the best with goal scoring. They don't, they, they don't have a prolific striker right now ever since theirs got injured. But they going into this game, they've only allowed two goals. They have the least conceded goals as a team just like us. So they have a very good defense. This is always going to be difficult. And it's okay for El Arabi to do that. It's okay for us to get stuck in him to do that. Costa, what are your thoughts on all of this? Mm, okay, well, before my thoughts, I see there's some new listeners today as well. And I want to say, guys, if you want us to keep making the show, to keep going, give us a like. Hit that damn subscribe button if you're on YouTube. Um, we are here representing Olympiacos fans from all over the world. And big up my guy, Manos Halkias, Olympiacos in Padu. Yes, sir. Olympiacos is everywhere. Representing from Belgium here, Labro in Switzerland, Peter in Canada, Ari in the US. Olympiacos is everywhere, guys. Right. About the game. So let's take things from the top because we, I feel like we've dived into this player was shit. He wasn't good enough. And this guy drops too deep. We won the game. Um, it's always tricky after the international break. I was not expecting to see good football tonight. The result mattered more than anything, particularly after that Balk uh, debacle. So they managed to draw four four with Volos. Wait, wait, sorry, Costa. I uh, I've been so busy with school. I just I saw they were uh, they were up four one at half by debacle. They do you mean they finished five one six one? 
I, I didn't see what happened in the second half. Does anyone know? Did they did they go on and score more goals and, and win by it. even more? Oh, no. <laughs> I missed it. Sorry, guys. Wait, no, seriously, what happened, guys? Does any any Pauk fans in chat? Any anyone know? <laughs> not great. It's not great. Gets lonely at the top. Olympiacos back where they deserve to. Hey, I'm sorry. Costa, we're, continue. We're, I didn't mean to interrupt. We're, we're back at the top. Oh, and by the way, look, look, look. We have a fan here from, from oh, Switzerland. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you know him, Labro. Maybe. Where in Switzerland I don't know. are you from, Jan? Jan, where in Switzerland? Drop it in the comments. Yes, sir. No, guys. Um, Important to get the win. Um, we have to look at some positives. Jan and Villa's back. Yep. Back from injury. He looked quite good. I think he's lost a bit of weight. Probably lost a bit of muscle. Um, going to be interesting to see how how that's going to translate on Thursday in the European game where the pace is quicker. I think today it was fine for him to kind of get, you know, stretch out and get the ball at his feet and play some passes. I think his teammates were trying to give him lots of the ball today. Uh, it's great to have him back. Important that El Arabi scored because I, I too was also getting frustrated seeing him dropping down to the halfway line to, to try and get some touches. I don't know if it's instruction or if it's him coming back to get the ball. I feel like it's instruction more than anything. Um, what else? Yeah, important that he scored. And I think immediately you saw a change in, in dynamic and confidence right after he scored the goal. But otherwise, yeah, guys, um, Yannan has not an easy place to go. And a lot of teams are going to struggle when they go there. So the, the it's one of those days where we got the win, three points, on to the next one. That's how I look at today's game. And to, to add on to that, like, you know, people probably all remember this, but just as a reminder... Were Yanina the only team that we didn't beat once in the league last year? We drew in both matchups. I might be correct. wrong about that. So, yeah, so in this, and for the record, that was a good Yanina team. You know, they they played good football. We we praised their manager. Uh, we praised you know the way they play. Um, and, but they didn't even Ike finish as well. Yes, yes, the old that's, he's that's now Ike as well. And interesting, but. Um, Small club. What was I going to yeah. say? Yeah, but they yep. even then they didn't finish in the top six, and now Yanina have gotten off to a very hot start. Uh, in addition to playing still that good football, they beat Pauk uh, to start off the season. They've they I think are they fourth right now? Um, Maybe sixth, sixth now I guess because uh, they didn't get any points today. But also, didn't we win the game at home? Hassan scored a header to win. That the was game in the, in the cup. 95th. That was in okay. The cup. I, yeah, we drew okay. we drew twice in the league. Uh, nil nil and one one but um the point being like and th and that was a year when we won the league by 30 points the league is tougher now and this was a tough game away with fans back in the stands again uh and and so it is as costa said a very good result to get so i think that context is helpful also labro do you know where olten is that's where jan says they're from in Switzerland. i don't know i don't know where olten is sorry Jan. <laughs> gotta gotta be getting around there are, get the there bike are out. There are Olibiagos fans in Alton, Switzerland. So there you go, guys. Uh, people Everywhere. listening from Greece or wherever you are, there are Olibiagos fans in Alton. I'd never heard of Alton in my Lambro, life. get the bike there out you and get your way out there. Yeah, uh, guys, It's going to be tough. <laughs> real quick, speaking of Ike's new coach, I actually met a relative of him on Friday at a bonfire with friends. Just random, crazy coincidence. Isn't he German-Greek, uh, too? Like, it's not... 
What, doesn't uh, he have a weird background as well? No, apparently, like grew up in Germany? apparently his roots are in Trikala, so or Trikala, sorry. Oddly he, enough. But he grew up in Germany, Germany, right? That's what I thought. Like he started in Germany and blah blah blah. That was whatever, whatever the case. It was just random coincidence from Friday. But yeah. uh, I wanted to also build on something that Gosso said about taking some positives away. A positive for me today was Martin's game management. He made a lot of interesting game adjustments, but he learned from them. And I thought he did a pretty good job of building off of what he was seeing on the field. Uh, when things weren't really going our way possession-wise in the beginning of the game, we were not going able to go through the middle too well because things were really too condensed. We were trying to build out the wings. Also wasn't looking too good. He made a swap during the middle of the first half. He made Masuras play at the 10. He put Agibu on the left, and he also switched Onyakuru on the right. It was interesting, didn't really work too well. But then at halftime, he made a really, I would call it a relatively drastic change, but it made sense. He put Envila on for Onyakuru. So then we changed to a 4-3-3, which really helped us move the ball much better through the midfield. We had, uh, I think we had already completed at the 15-minute mark in the second half more passes than we did in the entire first half, which is absurd to think about. Uh, but, you know, even then at that point, we were we were moving the ball well, but we weren't making a lot of threats going forward in the opposing third. So then uh, that's when El Arabi comes on. We transition to the 4-4-2. And then at that point, we had some immediate opportunities. We had the ball down to uh, Baby Camara that was played across. A little bit too tough, but, you know, I think... Um, on the on the other side, somebody connected and it went over. There was another opportunity after that as well. So it did have some immediate result. We were once we settled and we started to get some more dominant midfield presence. We made that more offensive switch and we saw the offensive pressure happening in our favor. That was a positive for me. I thought Martins managed this game pretty well. No, I agree with that. I, I just wanted to subs a bit earlier. I, I thought Agibu after the goal went MIA, to be honest with you. Yep. Um, but I think that was the position he was put in. Again, I say this in our chat quite a few times. I feel like he's so similar to Maxi Lovera. And Martins doesn't know how to use one of, like, a type of this player, you know, like shorter, smaller. Wants to play centrally, but he's just like... I think you're a winger and he moves those players out to the wing. Like, okay, Camara has been saying central, but I think Martins really wants to push him out wide. And what do you think about this, <laughs> Lambro? Uh, Ma X says more Vrusai. I honestly, more Ronnie Lopez. That sounds ridiculous, but I feel like he deserves to play a bit, you know? And be before Vrusai, I, I honestly. I, I think we've seen what we've seen in Versailles. And sorry, my voice is going a bit gone, still going over this cold. So I may be <laughs> coughing a bit, but yeah. I have a hot I take. would be. Yeah. Go ahead. I think Gary Rodriguez is going to be our best winger. Besides I'm glad my, you, right. you uh, I was, I was going to wait and see if we would get to this because it has to be addressed, right? Gary Rodriguez, some decent movements today in his debut. Yeah. Put a nice had, shot on the goal at one point. He was getting he involved in some chances. He has something that none of our other wingers have. He can run at people. He can mm -hmm. be direct. And he's not afraid to shoot. He, he had that shot that curled into Ledigan's legs, which wasn't great, but... Uh, 
yeah, he it shows that he doesn't hesitate. If he gets the ball and he's got a look at goal, he's going to take the shot. So, yeah. I, and you, you see the guy's pace is electric. I know we bought in on Yakuru and I'm going to... I'm just going to go out and say it. We talked about this before we signed him and I was never really enthusiastic about it. I try to have an open mind because he's he's one of our players. So I support yeah. him. Yeah. We have to support him. But just doesn't look like he hasn't showed any of those qualities that we bought him in for. If anything, Onyakuru's looked much better defensively and tactically than I thought he would. He was. Yeah. Yes, I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. He had a few I, interceptions, I, quite a few. Yeah, but like he he helps Oleg on the left hand side. He's he very tra- valuable in Europe. I feel that's yeah. an opinion right there. He tracks back. Know. He tracks back, but going forward, it's just been it's been uh, what was, I'm trying to find the right words here. Just haven't seen anything from him going forward today. Also, he had can I offer this? Is he the slowest fast player you've ever seen? Like he's supposed to be very fast. Yeah. He's like the slowest fast player i've ever freaking seen like it's like <laughs> henry's off to the races caught up by by like 36 year old greek midfielder it's like what no. yeah that's been super it's frustrating like- and you saw that you actually saw when he he covered ground I, I, it was like coming back and he actually looked pretty quick coming back and i was like how the hell are you letting these guys catching up to you it doesn't make any goddamn sense i don't know if that's a confidence thing Sometimes when you get the ball at your feet and you know you want to knock it past and then you're afraid to get tackled sometimes. I don't know, it happened to me when I sometimes when I play football, I've come back from injury or somebody's hot on my heels. I don't know what it is. Maybe he's not not fully adapted yet. It is still early. We're in October, so it's early days. But like you said, when you compare the pace, Gary Rodriguez versus Onyakuru. It, it looks like one is on fast forward and the other one's yeah. like going backwards almost. Yeah, 100%. And also, Onya Cruz, like some of his interplay in build up was so bad. I like a couple of one touches that just like if this was a five meter pass and it was like three meters off. Like, come on, man. I mean, I, I expected it. And it's something I, I saw when we first were linked with him and we did the deep dive. We knew that was he wasn't really good with that, but like, even though I expect it, it still annoys the hell out of me. There was like, one today. I think it was Henry. Um, Kenny Lala like plays the ball out, and it's a it's a, a counter, and Henry runs and gets it, and he actually almost looked kind of fast. And then I think it was Tiquinho. He just like fired the ball at Tiquinho like yeah. super fast. Like no way Tiquinho can bring it down. It was like. What kind of ball is that? You're not that far away. Like you don't need to put that much on it. And to keep, it just like hits Tiquinho. It's like, what what is what is this? But yeah, I I echo what Costa says. Let's see a lot more of Gary Rodriguez in the league. He's not in the European squad, of course. And uh after all, he did only play like 12 or 13 minutes today. But um shit, he can start in our next league game for all I care. Do you know uh, what the next league game is, Peter? Is it Pauk? It is indeed. <laughs> revenge game. Gary Rodriguez revenge game. I'm all in. I'm all in for him against Pauk. I have to say. Yeah, Does he celebrate? Does I bet I doubt I doubt he plays. Is it is it in uh Karaiskaki or is it in Tuba? It is. Karaiskaki. It is. I still kind of doubt he plays full debut in a big game like that, but 
would maybe as a sub comes on, gets a goal, can, celebrates. Yeah, can we, can we rewind the minute? Because um, Labra brought up an interesting point about Ronnie Lopez. And there was an article earlier in the week. Oh, by, yes, yeah, but so by a certain Nikos Kotis, or Kotis, however you pronounce his name. And, you know, the, the article Very was strange. Yeah, so the article was basically saying, you know, he's lost a bit of weight. He looks a bit sharper. He's worked hard. Uh, Seville is keeping tabs on him and they want him to be playing and they've been asking some questions. We didn't see him today. We didn't see him in the last game, if I'm not mistaken. We didn't see him in the game before that. What's going on? It's just classic Martins, I think, to be honest with you. He doesn't like what he sees in training and loses all trust in a player. Honestly, like, I, I, we've seen it before. I, I I understand there's the extra dimension with like Sevilla breathing down our necks. Like, look, we loaned this guy out to you so you could play. He's got to play. You know, I've played football manager before. I've got those emails in my inbox where like it's like the other team getting mad that you're not playing your player. But um, I think it's it's just quite simple. He played a little bit. He wasn't great. Maybe he's not doing it in training. Maybe he's not putting in the effort. Maybe he's not doing all, all that extra work that Martins wants his wingers to do. And he is, he's out. He's not in Martins' group of trusted guys. It, it seems simple as that to me. Maybe maybe there's more that we're not seeing, but that's kind of what I would guess. I think it's as simple as that, Peter. Look, we can say what we want about Martins with various respects, but he's pretty consistent about a few things, right? And it's one, he expects his wingers to track back. Two, he expects you to follow a game plan, right? And if you don't do those things, if you're not if you're not buying into that structure, you get left to dry. We've had players that don't look as good or that don't maybe play as well or look, but if they're doing those things, they tend to see time on the field. Look at look at Masuras before we before we really saw him as the, like the player, the impact player for us. Remember what we said about him last season? A lot of our takes were he's a good squad player. Good this, good that. He follows directions. He works back. That's Martins is very strict with that. And it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how expensive you were as a player, how how uh, highly touted of a player you were coming in. If you don't follow those rules, then you don't. That's it. It's plain and simple. So I don't think Martins cares what Sevilla's demands are. If Rony Lopez isn't buying into the system and doing what he's supposed to do or doing what Martins expects of him, he's not going to play. Now, I think Rony and Costa and I had a similar opinion about this. From what we saw in the deep dive for what he could do, we both think he came in a little overweight because he looked slow. Those first couple of appearances we saw, he was not – his agility was – he was – very slow change of direction, uh, just slow in general, slow decision-making. And it just was really bad. The le the level player we got. Now, the last couple of times we've seen him, looks a little slimmer, looked quick again, kind of looked more what we expected. I think in time, you know, as he continues to play and get to that point where we thought he could be, he will see the field soon. I'm not going to worry about that right now, but he did not have a good start with us because he came in heavy. Who do you take out for him though? Can't take out Masuras. Nope. Henry. Then, then, Henry but then there's Henry, but then there's Gary Rodriguez hot on chase. You take out Baby Kamara. You don't. And he plays ten. Do you take Do you take Agibu out? 
I don't know, man. I I like Agi Bukamara as a player. He scored a great goal today. Let's say that. I mean, but sometimes like he he is like a child, but there today just after that goal, it was like I can't remember anything he did really. I'm just look. Uh, there was I, one cross. I, there was a dangerous cross he did, and it was just like let's 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 slide it in with our left foot, and he inside decided to go with like the inside of the right. Do you guys remember this? Yeah, like. It was like terribly. It was super fast and in like almost like knee high location. Masuras yeah. tried to direct it, but it was just like, man, just slide this in with your left foot. And yeah. I don't know if you guys remember in the qualifiers, he he was like almost like it was two versus one, and he tried to pass with his left foot, and it was like a disaster. And people yeah. were like, "What the fuck?" So I I think like he he's a bit scared to put it on that left foot. So well, hold on a second. Do you? So I think we've actually managed Baby Camara so far very well. I remember I Lambro, I you too. complaining I... about this exact same thing last season with how like we'll have a player, he looks good, but then we'll have an off game, a young player, and then we just stop giving him chances. So no, now you're I just advocating him to come off earlier is my thing. I, well, I, just... I think I think, and that's a fair assessment. But I think the way we've managed Baby Camara so far is kind of how is kind of how I would prefer. You, you play him. He's doing okay in the 10 position. He gets lost out there. Maybe you sub him out early. But I think the way we've managed him so far is how I would expect young, talented, future impact players to be. And I think I think we dealt with that pretty well. He's going to have games like this where he disappears in and out. That is going to happen. And I think we should have subbed him out earlier as well. But we can't we can't just sacrifice him in the starting lineup you know, because of that, it'll kill his confidence as a player. And this kid is a gem. So I think we've handled him so far pretty well, but yeah, I think you can sub him out earlier. I, I honestly can't wait for them. I really hope Martins comes out with the same formation and style as we played in Turkey for Frankfurt and the two Camaras in the midfield. I really enjoyed in that, that came yeah. in, in Turkey. I really, I think Agibu played his best game. Can we say? In Turkey, in I Turkey? think he played excellent well, in that role. Also, real quick, Pierre Kounde, why didn't he come on? Avram, really? Like Kounde, uh, we've established it was with Martin's wife. Didn't we say that? Oh, my God. The, the classic Costa Stop. joke. Oh, no. Qu- question. Question. What position did Agibu Kamara play against Fenerbahce? It's like central midfield, almost. Yeah. For Ish. me, playing- for me, he played like an eight, like yeah. an eight slash ten. But he was playing very close to the semicircle, and he was building up play behind the halfway line, breaking forward, making runs into the box. You know, this yeah. kid came in as a left winger, guys. Don't forget that he came in as a left winger. We've played him at the ten in a free roll. We've tried him on the right. His best game, he's played as a more of a central midfielder in a compact three midfield formation. What's he gonna do? What's he gonna do now that Jan and v, Jan and Villas back? And Villas probably gonna start on Thursday if he's fit. You know for yeah. sure, Bukalagis is not gonna not be on the starting lineup. Yeah. You know, Madi Kamara's gonna be in there. So, Masuras is one winger. And he's going to start Agibu on the left. Probably. Yeah. I just can't see Martins taking him, taking him out of the lineup right now. I think literally the guy thinks, who's in my starting lineup? 
Who are the first names on the list? Vachlik, Madi, Buchalakis, Agibu. Socrates, Papsi, say. Probably the and Oleg, but, but, and Oleg but he's on the left, one, yeah. But he's one of those names. Yeah. So I, who, my lineup, Agibu's in my lineup. Right. So honestly, yeah. I would take Buchalaksa. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I understand. <laughs> yeah, you would. Yeah, you yeah. would. <laughs> Martins won't. It, yeah, we can't keep running Buchalakis that much. I would take him out just for that reason. He's playing too much. Too much. Ari, why do you think he came off so early today? Why is going to play on Thursday? There's no way. There's no yeah, way. no. I look. I know. I I agree with you. It's just I worry so much about his health and like play this whole player welfare issue. Like I never used to give it much stock because for me it was you're a professional athlete. You're expected to be built. You know, taking the time building yourself up. But like. There's also the other hand, your body breaks down and you're like, well, but exactly. And like the, you're, it's also coming to the point where like these international breaks and international fixtures, right? Like, like, this is playing every one of those two. This guy never gets a rest ever. And it's, he's become a pivotal part of the team. You know what I mean? We, none of us can say he's a bad player because he's, he does his job. He does a good job for us. And he's usually quite pivotal when it comes to link up distributing the ball and also tracking back and doing the defensive work. There's a reason he's a core part of the team, but we can't afford to lose our core part of the team in an important part of the season. And this is what I'm worried about. I, I would want to just keep him just to give him a rest, but we know that's not going to happen. I don't know. Honestly, I, I, yeah, I really want to see Jan play. Some more. Me too. It's nice to see him back. I don't know. Wuhan likes this dumb shit in Europe. I just we haven't seen the we'll best see. of Jan. We haven't seen the best of Jan this season. Yeah. No, not at all. And uh, I think uh, just a little teaser. We have a really, really nice blog coming out tomorrow mm-hmm. for you guys, and you are really going to see why Jan and Vila is so important. And one of the really best well midfielders. I'm going to say one of the best midfielders in Europe, maybe. One of the top thirty-sixes, I want to say, in on the continent. I'm putting him up this there. Why I took home took home a bunch of Gate Seven international awards last uh, I, last year? I'm telling season, you, right, guys? Jan and Via like has reinvigorated his career. It's been fantastic. I yeah, I love the guy. I love the guy so much. But, yeah, comment from Andrea Saladara. Pujalaki's totally bossed the midfield against Sweden. He should have gotten the rest this weekend. I am in agreement i would have preferred that he rest as well um there's a comment here that just wants to get my blood boiling too and i'm sure lambros as well from Posadino oh, as well i can't understand why avram plays instead of markovic my friend we you were, are preaching to the choir here we were talking about this off camera and i think to be fair markovic recently played for the serbia u23s u21s one of those um so maybe it's an issue of I, I say maybe it's an issue of resting him from the international break and then Buha didn't travel. Starts, he didn't travel. I don't think he was on the squad yeah. list. No, well. he wasn't. He was. He was. Oh, he, he was? was. He was. No, I don't yeah, think yeah. he was. I I heard it on the I heard it on the radio at least that he. he oh, okay. Also, I didn't remember seeing his name, guys. For what it's and and one thing as well, like I don't um, know this for sure, but Olympiacos B played a friendly against Caritea yesterday. Uh, so maybe if he was back, he was involved in that game and played football yesterday, hence why he was left off the match day squad. 
for the senior team. Doesn't really, don't really love that. Shout out to Peter Filipakos. But also, Usainu Ba was, is he alive as well? Ba was, was had his headphones in again. He had his headphones in again. He was there. He was at the game, yeah. Was he? He was at the game for sure. He was at the game. Honestly, I can't wait until he gets fucked off in January. I, I can't be asked. I I, I don't know if asked. that's fair. Like, but I I I am also frustrated with his attitude and frustrated with how he's conducted himself. But like the where's he gonna fuck off to? Exactly, exactly. Like, with, There's some shit team there that'll take like, him. Like Nantes. Will they? I don't know. Are they shit this year? No. I think one. I think he's just a mentality adjustment away from being a sol- a really good player for us again. That's it. He, he wasn't yeah, send him to bench. France for freaking half a season, a season, like you say. Like let him figure it out. I don't know. We probably will do that in the winter. Yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah, he, he literally was. His agent so has connections with the French teams. Like just let his agent find a. A team for him in France. There it is. It's fine. The reason he's not on the bench today is because we have five foreigners in our in our in our squad. Mm. Four on the pitch: uh, Sise, Madi Kamara, Agibu Kamara, Henry Onyekuru, and Kunde. Kunde. On the bench. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's, uh, does, it's Agibu a... have, does Agibu have French passport? Did you say Agibu? Uh, Agibu, yeah. I don't think he has a French passport though. No, but he hang, doesn't. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute because Markovic has the same issue. Oh, that would make sense. Because yeah. he's non-EU. Non-EU. Yeah. Sorry, Wait, is he? Non-EU. He is not in the EU. No, guys. That's a, no. <laughs> oh damn. So look, guys. I've fucking been to the, Europe like yeah. once. Okay, give me a break. No, no, no. But it's it's a fair question. Like Croatia's in it, but yeah, like. Serbia politically wise is struggling. <laughs> Interesting. Well, yeah, let's we need to get into that, lads. But anyway. start, start another podcast on politics, uh, international oh, relations. Uh, bro, that's all you, big man. Um, anyway, <laughs> actually, I was showing Lambro this Twitter account. It's like this this account. It's oh, called this is good. Cursed Balkan YouTube comments, and it's just oh, it's like elite. it's it's like it's the good. worst of society. It's just like different Balkan countries like throwing like making fun of other balkan countries it's just like oh fucking hell the the comments are so funny but anyway it's it's a bit grim but i want to go back to a certain point kenny lala was fine today but karbovnik was so good earlier this season what has happened to him i really really was hoping to see some more of him i don't know like he blew away he blew away in the thunderstorm that came that was in uh athens like a few days ago he blew away. He has all, all away, 140 yeah. pounds of him. <laughs> Get him on the Suvlaki diet ASAP. <laughs> he needs to I love be. That kid. Have, just like have him eat Ronnie Lopez's food and Ronnie Lopez eat <laughs> Karpovnik's food. <laughs> they're like, they're at like the cafeteria and Ronnie Lopez is like, oh, give me uh, five Suvlaki. And Karpovnik's like, I'll take a banana. And, they're, and uh, Pedro's <laughs> over there like, switch that up (laughs) yeah let's switch that up (laughs) on a serious note though i wanted to ask you guys something because i had a little bit of a gripe about it today with madi madi had a couple of moments where uh, usually on like the wide areas where he would get the ball make a nice move do a head faint give himself some space cut towards the middle and you know make some make some good space and make a great opportunity and it didn't matter what the context was. He always went for that long shot. And it started to irritate me a little bit because 
there were uh, maybe not on all of the occasions. There was definitely one occasion where I think the shot was warranted, but there were two of them where he made space and then drew another defender towards him with space to lay the ball off for somebody to for them to have a better shot, but he took the shot anyway. And some of that selfishness is starting to become detrimental. It, with We're not getting as many opportunities in the final third as I think we would like to have. And the ones that we do have, we need to be a little bit more efficient with what we get. And in those cases where he's just ripping long shot and long shot and long shot, I don't like that. And I just wanted your your guys' take on that, if you thought the same thing or if you thought it was it was fine to you. I, I think I, I, oh, go sorry, ahead. Sorry, Peter. No, go ahead, mate. I was going to say I can see where Mati is getting these ideas because it seems like he's scored quite a few of these goals this year. And so it um, – maybe I also don't notice because I like – Maybe I'm a bit biased as well, and I've seen Muddy score a few of those, and so I don't really <clears throat> get too upset when he shoots. But I could certainly see where <clears throat> that would be happening. I don't know. Don't have, like, a huge take on that either way. Sorry, guys. Oh, we do have a comment here about the Serbia bit. Serbia is considered as EU nation in Greece, guys, from Dimitris Kadzis. Don't get how so. that works given they're outside the European Union. But, okay, maybe maybe it's true. Because I don't think Ukrainian nationals count as EU. It's it's not Russians. UEFA members. It's EU. It actually, like, does make a difference for, like, labor rules and shit. Just yeah. to clarify. Fair enough. Maybe, I, maybe, I maybe what he means is that we consider them brothers, but that's something completely yeah. different. But uh, Also, this he, is a good comment. News on Tomato. I read he was coming back to training, like, this week. He is. That's That's... What? what a disaster! We don't know yet. They've been yeah, they've we'll been see. speculating that for like two three weeks now. It's like he yeah. puts up on Instagram a story every week. He's like, "I want to play," and like, "I'm ready," and I'm gonna show everyone who I am, and blah blah blah. And Benfica, show everyone who you are in Romania, big man. Anyway, and Benfica want him in January. Yeah, supposedly Benfica wants him. I saw that in the newspaper as well. Yeah, we'll see. I we'll don't know. See. We, we've we'll we've cl- we've clearly gone for a Cisse Papastathopoulos. Yeah, it seems here. quite consistent at the moment. Also, that's becoming quite a little duo right there. Like God solid, damn. pretty. I solid. like Socrates today. Socrates is just so like you can tell he's played at the high. He doesn't risk Calming anything. Presence. He yeah. never risks anything. Like even times you're like, okay, come on, play it out. He just like you know, a, there's someone behind him and he's running away. He'll just kick it out. He's like not going to play bullshit with the keeper. Like we've seen other center it's backs just, do. It's just no nonsense, you know, just like exactly. He's the, like, I'm not this. He's the epitome of that no nonsense defending. It's great. Yeah. Type of no nonsense defending that sees you qualify for the final for the final stage of a World exactly. Cup, you know. Honestly, but you know, just saying. Also, can I JBS. say something? Like this isn't Ooh. relating completely to tonight, but Olympiakos is first on the table. Olympiakos is first in Europa League right now. Olympiakos basketball is playing great in Europa League. Yeah, right they now. are. First in Greece. Hell yeah. Like, this, the water polo team is stacked. Like the, I, I don't know. The, the club is in like a really healthy place. Women's know, volleyball like, team. Don't forget the women's volleyball team. They're three to yeah. the Champions League. Like the killing yeah. it. Dude, yeah. we I don't know anything about Olympiakos water polo, but one of our new bloggers, I think it was it was it was the other Labro, right? Or Liam? Liam, wrote a, I'm not sure. Liam, maybe, maybe yeah. wrote a piece about water polo, or maybe it was some, or maybe it was it was Yanni. I think it was Yanni. 
but um they wrote a piece <laughs> about water polo and like this water polo team is like insane like this like they were just talking about like Olympiacos hasn't won the Champions League in three years and people are pissed. So they signed the best goalkeeper and the best outfield player in the entire continent. And it's just yeah. like, holy shit, water polo is loaded. But yeah. anyway, Labro, when Olympiacos play Aris, it's going to be a big spectacle in basketball. Yeah. Aris have a long time, oh. long time favorite yes. of, of ours, Maryland Terrapins legend, Anthony Cowan. Formerly blocked that. me on Twitter because I called his ass out for being trash and fake. <laughs> and now for hotties. True, true story. <laughs> no, and it's so player. funny. This is a side note story. They announced his signing on Instagram and they spelled his name in Greek. Cowan, like, funny. like just with a K and Greek, like, like, yeah, K, I guess it's like K-A-O-U, like, right? Yeah. Gawin. Yeah. Gawin, like that. And Gawin. the dad comments on the post. You spelt my son's name incorrectly because he didn't understand the concept <laughs> of the different alphabet. And, and he was then, like, it spelled someone C-O-W-A-N. else. He put it in all caps. It spelled C O W A N. And the guy's and then like, someone else commented, like, ca- it's spelled different in Greek. And he was like, understandable. Have a nice day. <laughs> it was like the funniest <laughs> shit. It was so funny. But anyway. Oh, geez. Anyway. Well, and folks, just, just interesting stuff. Real quick. Also, shout out me and Costa are going to be in Frankfurt. So if any of you are going to be there. Yes, huge meetup. Get it. Huge meetup. Get, get I haven't get been Lab- to an away game for so long. Oh my god, I'm looking forward to it so much. And Labro, yeah. man, you've never been to an away game. My yeah, god, it's my first ready. away game. Six hours on the train to Frankfurt awaiting initiation me, into get ready to the hooligans. But oh, also yeah. another comment: I may be at the Pauk game if we're allowed fans, and I'll definitely be at the Berlin basketball game next week. Not next week. In two weeks from now. Um, I'll be there as well. Anyway, that's it. basketball is so exciting. I need to start watching the games. I always have, Teams they're always good. like Friday mornings that I have meetings. Anyway, guys, we're going to do man of the match and coaches grade. But before I forget, we want to say again, if you haven't subscribed yet, hit that damn subscribe button right now. We, uh, we've got content coming out twice a week. Olympiacos of all kinds. We've got a website, gate7intl.com, where we write blogs about football, basketball, and everything in between. Give us a like and a comment as well on the YouTube video if you're watching there. And uh, if you're watching on or listening on audio, make sure to give us a subscribe as well. You can always come on YouTube if you want to see our beautiful faces live in the flesh. Anyway, guys, man of the match, coaches grade was a bit of a underwhelming Day. A lot of players didn't really have a standout performance, so it might be a bit hard to pick a man of the match. We can obviously say maybe El Arabi because he scored the goal and played well when he came on, but I'm going to say not El Arabi because he didn't play the whole game. He you know, he came on uh, rather late on as a substitute. Agibu also did have the goal, but um, as we talked about, he kind of did fade off after that. I'm going to say Socrates. We talked about him playing well. I thought he was the better of the two defenders today. You know, not an amazing performance, but not a whole lot of amazing performances for us to draw from, in my opinion, today. So I'll go with Socrates for man of the match. And then coach's grade, um, I don't know, B, B minus. It wasn't fantastic. There were some things I didn't like. I don't really like when we play Masuras up the middle, and that kind of bothered me at the end of the first half. Um, maybe a bit late 
with some of the changes in the second half, although I, I do like that he took off Henry pretty early on, got Jan and Vila in the game. It was nice to see Jan and Vila back. Um, but I'll say a, a, a B or B minus maybe. Um, what do you guys think? Costa, go ahead. Mm, I'd agree with that. I think um, it's hard to really you know, take someone from today and say, oh, stand up performance wins a win. And if I had to pick anyone, I'd probably pick, pick Papa as well, to be honest. I think yeah, no nonsense defending. He hit the post. Was it at one, one and he was, he was solid and he played the whole game. So if I had to give it to anyone, probably him and then coach, yeah, I give him a B. I think the subs were okay, a bit faster than than what we're used to when we were joking during the game that he'll probably bring Rodriguez in the 82nd, 83rd minute or something. Uh, but the subs were okay today. I think his um, his uh, in-game match uh, match management was was better than usual. Labro, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm Tiang. I I can never watch the European games because I have to I have to run labs at school for biology and I have to like call on everyone. This is like what I'm doing it again here. Labro, how about you? Uh, yeah, I thought Pedro was fine tonight. I, I would say B. Uh, and then I will say, Costa, go in. <laughs> you have a comment? No. Okay. No, this, I just want to point yeah. this out again. Just like our, our Greek listeners, uh, presumably, Agis Markopoulos, Gate 7 International, Wow, Porothikare Magis. Yes, mate. Welcome to the club. Olympiakos is everywhere my friend hit that subscribe button we're here twice a week check it out big up i guess anyway back to my point uh yeah i was fine b i'll go b i wanted subs a little earlier but i feel like i say that every week with martin's um man of the match i may go popsy say i don't know i thought he was solid tonight maybe or Socrates. I both. I thought they were both good tonight. I, I'm giving it to the two of them. That's that's my choice. Not Kenny Lala. <laughs> Kenny, I'm, I'm, I'm making my, fun of myself a little here, Lapro. That's all. It's, 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 I want Usain Ubad right back on Thursday. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. Okay. No one gets to like I saw I saw Adi was about to throw his camera across the, the room. Just calm down, Adi. Calm down. That's a joke. Uh I'm gonna change it up. My man of the match, I'm gonna give it to Jan and Vila, actually, because at halftime his presence was definitely felt. Our possession was much better when he was on the field. It was a little bit too even for my liking in the first half. They put up that little graphic that Janina had uh for the season so far under 40% average and we were letting them have close to half. You know what I mean? It was a little bit too tight. They clogged the midfield on us, which kept us from really possessing. Well, he came on, we were help. We were possessing very well. And then he's the reason we got the second goal because he followed the ball after the cross to the end line and slid, put it back into play for El Arabi to score the goal. So I'm going to give it to Jan and Vila because I think that the team went up a notch because of him. Plus, we got the second goal because of him. Uh, and I am not going to be quite as harsh on Martins as well. I'm going to give him a B plus 
because I thought that the even you know even though that game management we'll say the adjustment in the first half maybe it didn't work but it wasn't things weren't really working too well to begin with possession wise so I think it warranted an adjustment it didn't work but it's not like it made things any worse uh, the Yan and Vila sub had impact good sub uh, at the El Arabi sub after we had already established our dominance in the midfield again that had impact I was okay with that. And then in it was late in the 70th minute, near 80th minute, when he brought on both Valbuena and Gary Rodriguez. And we started to really establish some more chances. Uh, we And through the rest of the game, it's not like we were giving much up to, to Bastiani and us. I'll give him a B-plus for that. And little sidebar, also, I if teams are going to keep flopping and just laying on the ground to disrupt our rhythm like that, just stop kicking the ball out because this it was getting to be bullshit. Like Perea, dude, just you say fuck teams. Off. I think it was just Perea. I yeah, was- well, exactly. Like ridiculous. Like I, I would have just kept playing. To be honest with you, in games where that happens, I keep playing. I do. Like if after the first couple of times, I'll kick the ball out, but I keep playing because it's bullshit, and I'm not going to reward that behavior, and we shouldn't either. Keep playing, score the goal. That dumbass is going to end up getting back on his feet soon. So that he was, was just trying my, to start a fight thing. as well. He was doing his best Tavelas impression, MMA fighter, Ew, trying to just like scrap with Cisse. Like, like he him. was just all over the place, whining on the floor. Rolling Did you see the dive in the first half too? That was the bad. dive. That was so bad. Oh, it was so like, bad. Oh. And, and no bad. yellow card for that either. In front of Bukalakis, he did that. Yeah, he's an idiot, man. But no, he's he's a perfect Panathinaikos player. To be honest, he fits in perfectly. Legend. Yeah. He fits in. Uh, lads. Well, I think that's about all we have. Anything else in the chat? Now's your time. It's now or never. Thank you, everybody, for listening, especially if you've made it this far. We will be back on Thursday after the Frankfurt game. I will not be there. I have to teach undergrads the whole day, so I will miss the game. Costa Labro, I don't know if they will be there. They'll be there, there in the stadium. So it might just be Adi. And uh, Adi will have to find some ringers to join him. But uh, anyway, guys, hope you enjoyed. Thanks so much for your support. Don't forget to give us a subscribe and like. If you have not done so already, it helps a lot. Um, We will be back on Thursday. So until then, best of luck to Olympiacos. Much love, and we will see you very soon. You just listened to an episode of the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Brussels to Tokyo, from Toronto to Geneva. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you will never miss out on the latest updates and stories of the team you love. If you liked what you heard, make sure to follow us on social media at Gate7INTL, Give us a subscribe on YouTube or even leave a review on all our podcast channels. Until next time, this is our team, our city and our story. Trilos, he said. Stomialo katimajikoa.